live the next chapter of your life on your terms. Stay tuned for the latest on retirement planning, tax strategies, and other financial news to grow your nest egg. This is Retire Right with Sean Mueller, powered by Mueller Retirement Planning. Let's get this party started, huh? Hey there, welcome. Thank you for joining us on Retire Right. I'm James Parker, and every week I get together with Sean Mueller to talk to you about anything it takes to get you ready for retirement. And you want to listen to Sean on this stuff because this is what he does during the week. He's the founder and CEO of a financial advisory firm, Mueller Retirement Planning, and he shares some of the wisdom he picks up on the weekend with you. So welcome back, Sean. How's it going? It's going great. Good to be back. How's everything with you, James? Uh, everything's going well. It's going really fast. Uh, time seems to be speeding up on me, but uh, I got some time here. Where in this show, I want to start by talking about life insurance because we end up talking about life insurance so many times on this show, but it's usually as a solution to some other topic that we're talking about. Like, well, what, what can I do about long-term care? What can I do about creating tax-free income or getting growth in a tax event? Whatever. Uh, life insurance comes up, but we don't usually start off by talking about it. And it, you know, it's evolved and can do so many things here in the modern era that I, I think we should start with square one on today's show, uh, explaining life insurance and how it's evolved over the last few years and just coming to this very powerful financial tool. There's so many different types of life insurance. And you know, when you're younger and you're starting a family, a lot of folks just look at term insurance, which is great. It's basically the cheapest form of insurance to, to give you the, the largest death benefit that uh, that you can get. So, you know, when you have kids, always good to to look at getting some form of term insurance just in the event you pass away or your spouse passes away. It just gives you some form of protection. But there's just so many different types of life insurance depending on what you're looking for. And and basically it's a tool at the end of the day. And and one of those tools and one of those things that it helps you uh, solve is just in the event you pass away, are your kids going to be okay? Is Are your other loved ones going to be okay? You don't want them to have to make some bad decisions because they're forced into something financially upon you passing away. A lot of people are missing life insurance, but I don't think it's because they don't understand how important it is. I think they're scared off by the cost. And that was something that I was guilty of. You know, I, I didn't really uh, pursue life insurance when I was in my 20s until I met my wife and got married and we had kids. And then all of a sudden something snapped at me. And if something happens to me, these people are on the hook. So one of the big reliefs I had was when I found out what my first term life insurance policy was going to be. I'm not going to tell you how old I am, but this was more than a decade ago. It was $26 a month for my first policy. And that was way cheaper than I was expecting. Yeah. A lot of folks think a life insurance is going to cost them, you know, an arm and a leg to get. And yeah, maybe when you get older, it's going to be more expensive. But for those that are healthy and those that are in their 30s and 40s and you're just looking for a term insurance. And I mean, you can get it, like you say, for for pretty cheap, depending on how much you want to cover, whether it's a million dollars or two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. And everybody's going to be a little different on how much they need or how much they should get. Uh, But it really is more affordable than than people think. And you don't have to go run out and get a blood test. Uh, you know, I don't know if all companies do this, but when I got mine, they sent a lady to my house to draw some blood. Like I'd, I had to put in such a minimal effort. So don't let that be a hurdle either. You know, the the expense was, wasn't the only surprise. Um, you know, I also hear uh, some of these misconceptions about life insurance is uh, I've heard stories about couples where they have life insurance on the husband, but not the wife. Well, why don't you have life insurance on the wife? Well, she's a stay at home mom and you know, we don't need to replace her income. She doesn't have any income. 
And I think that's a big mistake. Absolutely. I mean, just think about all the things that she's doing at home, being a, a stay-at-home mom, you know, taking care of the house, whether it's childcare. And think if she wasn't there, how much it would cost you in childcare and all the other things that, uh, you know, she may be doing, picking the kids up from school or daycare, taking them to all their different events that they have and sports and all of that. That's going to cost a lot of money, you know, to replace what she's doing. So just because your your spouse might not have a formal income coming from an employer or something like that doesn't mean that they don't need some form of life insurance in the event they do suddenly pass away because it is going to cost you more than you think to replace whatever they're doing inside the home. Yeah. And that that first life insurance policy, when you sit down and you're going to go pick out how big the policy is, you kind of do the math and you think, okay, well, me and my wife are this age. If something happens to me, how can I set up something that would give her income to last, you know, hopefully for the rest of her life? And when you come to that number, you look at what you signed up with, with your, your company plan, when you sit down on that, that first or second day of the job and you fill out your 401k stuff and, oh, sure, I'll get some life insurance. What is it? A few bucks here and I get three times my annual salary. Um, sure. sounds good. What a deal. That is not nearly enough. The, the group life insurance coverage. Yeah. I always would look at outside of your group life insurance, getting just a separate policy because it does come with other benefits as well. Maybe if you're no longer with that employer and you have a separate policy, maybe you can, uh, uh, there's some cash value at the end of the day and you can transfer it into some sort of permanent policy down the road. But looking to get your own separate policy definitely has its benefits. And, you know, I can't stress enough. If you're just looking for straight term insurance, it is very, very affordable for most folks. You can get a nice large benefit, probably more than you were expecting for less than you thought it was going to cost you. Well, what about the idea of if you have enough money piled up in the bank, say you have a half million dollars just sitting liquid in a checking account that you really don't need life insurance then because if something happens to you, uh, your, your heirs, your wife, kids can live off that pile. Well, I mean, then they're just going to suck that dry. <laughs> you know, you're just sitting on cash. It's really not doing anything anyway. Why not put a few bucks into uh, some form of a life insurance policy so they get more than that tax-free death benefit and they don't have to suck away these, the savings account. It really is affordable. You should at least, at the bare minimum, at least sit down with somebody and run some quotes because what you don't want to do is suddenly pass away your wife or whoever, your spouse has to start making these sudden decisions. And a lot of times, you know, when, when I got married and I, we started having kids, one of those decisions is, okay, what happens if you if I suddenly pass away? You know, and my wife, she has to go out and, and maybe she meets somebody sooner than she wanted to and she gets married just because it's comfortable, but that's really not the decision that she wanted to make. So you don't want to put your spouse in a sticky situation just because you're afraid to go out and look for some form of life insurance. Is there an obstacle when it comes to pre-existing conditions? I know there used to be a big complaint about it, but I haven't really heard a whole lot of complaints about it lately, but I don't deal with financial plans every day like you do. How big of a hurdle is pre-existing conditions? Well, it does depend on the type of insurance that you're looking for and, and how old you are and the, and the type of pre-existing condition that you have. But for, you know, term insurance and that, I mean, if it's, if it's somewhat minor, uh, it's not that big of a deal as far as, you know, maybe getting an extra exam or things like that. So I definitely, if you have a pre-existing condition, I wouldn't let that deter you from looking into a policy because from what I see, a lot of folks do still get uh, get accepted. And yeah, some of the terms might be a little bit different, but it might not make all that much of, uh, of a difference at the end of the day when it comes to premiums and potential death benefits. 
All right. Uh, some of this is covered in your book. Tell them about your book giveaway. Yeah, absolutely. If you text book to 248-988-9696, we'll get you a free copy. It is absolutely free. There's no gimmicks or anything. We want to just educate you. And we go over stuff like Index Universal Life and Social Security and pensions and all that stuff, investing, income in retirement. We go over all that in the book. So again, text book to 248-988-9696 and get your free copy today. And how far away are you from the guy listening right now? Probably about 20 yeah. minutes. Yeah, yeah, probably 20 minutes or less in a lot of cases. We're in Southfield, just south of 696 off of Evergreen Road in the Atrium Building across the street from the Southfield Public Library. We'd love to see you here in office. You can uh, you can call into that same number, 248-988-9696. You can make your appointment. You can go to our website, MuellerRetirementPlanning.com and book your appointment there as well. We also have other events coming up. We like doing uh, these educational dinner seminars at uh, at Mitchell's and in Livonia and in Rochester Hills as well, and, and as well as Fleming's. And we do a lot of educational stuff there going over some of the concepts that we talk about on the show as well. So you can go to our website and you can sign up for one of those seminars, MuellerRetirementPlanning.com. And I'll say the number slow, 248-988-988. 9696. Coming up next, we're going to talk about a few things that could knock your retirement plan off track. I'm James Parker. You're listening to Retire Right with Sean Mueller. Turn your plans of yesterday into yes today. Don't wait another day for a routine checkup of your retirement plans. Text right to 248-988-9696. That's R-I-G-H-T to 248-988-9696. Have you saved enough? What are you going to do with Social Security? What will your taxes look like in retirement? Sean Mueller at Mueller Retirement Planning believes retirement planning should be easy and you should be able to get all the information you need in one place. That's why Sean and his team created the Retire Right Pack, a comprehensive resource for your retirement. In it, you'll find a copy of his book, Retire Right, Drown Out the Noise. This book will help guide you through retirement with insight on taxes, social security, income, and much more. To get your Retire Right Pack, text right to 248-988-9696. In addition to the book, you'll also receive updated resources on retirement's most common concerns. Get your Retire Right Pack from Sean Mueller at Mueller Retirement Planning now by texting right to 248-988-9696. That's right to 248-988-9696. Investment advisory products and services made available through AE Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Hi, this is Sean Mueller, founder and CEO of Mueller Retirement Planning, and I want to thank you for tuning in to today's program. I just want to let you know that you can now take Retire Right with you on the go. We are now listed on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Whether you're driving, running errands, or working around your home, you can listen to Retire Right wherever you get your podcasts. That's Retire Right with Sean Mueller. Thanks again. Now back to the show. There's different tiers of money. Have your basic tiers, your savings accounts. We're not really looking for that necessarily to make money. Other tiers, maybe a CD or a fixed annuity in there. You want to make sure you have other things in there offsetting the overall risk in your portfolio. We've made it back. This is Retire Right, brought to you by Mueller Retirement Planning. 
Hey, welcome back. You're listening to Retire Right with Sean Mueller. I'm your co-host, James Parker, and Sean and I get together every week to talk to you about getting ready for retirement. And one of the things that uh, people like to ask about, because people love to worry. Have you noticed that, Sean? People love to find things to worry about. But this is, this is we want to point that concern in a good direction. Let's go ahead and worry about the biggest things that could knock you off track in retirement. Not everything, not the little minutia, not things that you shouldn't worry about. We're going to talk about the biggest risk to, you know, and the defining a successful retirement, not running out of money before you pass away. That's what we call a successful retirement. Yeah, absolutely. And one of those risks that, uh, you know, I think more and more people are thinking about is is longevity. You know, we're, we're living longer. Technology, as far as allowing us to live longer, is getting better. People are taking better care of themselves. Maybe they're not drinking as much or smoking, things like that. So, you know, outliving your money, uh, folks back, you know, maybe it was your parents or grandparents, if they lived until they were, you know, 65 or 70, they were happy. 75 was great. Now we're seeing 90, 95 when we're planning for the most part. A lot of folks are, we're, we're planning for age 95. So longevity, you got to make sure that your monies are going to be able to last you. You're going to be able to generate a sufficient income for a longer period of time. And also market volatility, we got to make sure that we're able to generate that income and and potentially through some of these recessions, you know, when you're retired, we're going to see a recession or two recessions easy. So you got to be prepared for a lot of market volatility while you're still generating and pulling income out of your portfolio. I like that problem, though. Longevity is a great problem to have. Oh, no. How am I going to make it to age 110 without running out of money? I'd love to have that problem. Yeah, abs- I know. It's a, it's a great problem to have. None of us have a crystal ball, but let's hope we all can live in you know, a healthy life until 95. It's funny. I meet, I meet with people from time to time. And, and, and one, uh, lady, one client that I have, I mean, she basically was like, I'm not going to live. I don't want to live past 80. I've seen my relatives in their eighties and there's no possible way I want to live past that. I'm like, come on, we can, you know, you might be okay. That question again, when you're 79, how about that? Yeah. Right. Right. And I'm sure you can hold it together. It's fine. You, You can take some form of vitamins to help your brain and all of that stuff. Let's, let's, let's at least plan for 90, right? Well, 79 and 11 months, give me a call. And uh, we'll see if you've changed your tune a little bit. Yeah, we'll see. Well, well see. It, and I don't mean to uh, uh, be too reductive or hopeless, oversimplify it. But if you do the math, here's my assets. Here's how much money it's generating. If I can just live off that or maybe a slightly more than that, I won't cause a spin down before I die. Why don't people just set it, fix it and forget it? And why don't they do that instead of worrying about it every month? Uh, well, one of those things is, you know, kind of like having all of your eggs in one basket in a sense, maybe, maybe all your funds are in the market and yes, you can generate or pull maybe 4% out of your portfolio. And the goal is you make 4% a year and you don't really have to touch principal. But we know that there's times of market volatility where your portfolio is going to be down more than that. And you're still pulling out of your portfolio. We know there's going to be times where it's better. Um, and you're pulling that money's out, which, which definitely helps. Um, but at the same time, when you're in a lower interest environment, uh, like we were basically the last decade, you couldn't go anywhere and get get like a guaranteed 4%. I mean, when CDs were paying you, you know, 1% for the year, it wasn't even worth putting money in, in a CD. So people were forced to go into the market and buy stocks and buy bonds. And what is that? That's, that's risk. You, you got risk there. So 
that's when you got to turn to maybe alternatives, looking at some other maybe life insurance. That way you can take out some of that market risk and and try to average at least that 4% if that's in fact what you're pulling out of your portfolio. All right, we're talking with Sean Mueller from Mueller Retirement Planning, 248-988-9696. So according to Fidelity, the average 65-year-old couple can expect to spend more than $300,000 for health care across their retirements. And that's not even including long-term care. For people who ask about how do I keep health care from wrecking my retirement, what do you do for these people? Well, first, I work... Uh, very closely with uh, with an insurance specialist, so she could sit down with you and basically say, "Look, what do you need? You know, what type of uh, what type of health are you in? Uh, are you taking prescription drugs? If so, what kind?" And she can really help you look at policies that will cover all of your needs. Now, with health uh, policies, you know, all of those uh, Medicare supplements and all of that stuff, I mean, there's just so many different kinds out there and everybody's needs are a little bit different. So sitting down with a professional that can really understand your needs and go over all of those, I feel is key. But at the same time, you need to invest and grow your assets in retirement and look at all of your different insurance options. So that's not just healthcare; That could be life insurance. That could be long-term care insurance. So all of these different things, I mean, come into play when you're planning for retirement, you're planning for uh, longevity. And as you say, $300,000 in healthcare, that's not including long-term care. That is significant. That is significant in retirement. Well, and it's also the bad part about that is you can't control it. You can't control whether or not you get cancer. You can't control whether or not you get a heart attack. You can go jog, you can eat right, and you may delay a heart attack or you may have fewer heart attacks, but people who do everything right still have health problems. Absolutely. You get the bad roll of the dice or whatever it may be, genes, environment, whatever. So you're right. I mean, you can theoretically do everything right and still end up getting cancer or something like that. Or you can get in a bad car accident and all of a sudden, you know, you you need long-term care for 10 plus years and you're draining your, your accounts and maybe your spouse is still alive while, you know, all of your IRA assets are, are going towards your health care and then you pass away and leave your spouse nothing. So that's one of the reasons why you got to look in, all, you know, different insurances to, to make sure you can cover those gaps and, and making sure that you have a solid uh, health care plan as well in retirement. And those do, depending on, you know, your needs, they can be costly. I just sat down with a couple and their plans are to travel and basically travel international. They want to basically for the first five to 10 years of their retirement, they want to be gone. They want to come home, you know, for a month, regroup, and then go back and travel again. And if you want to make sure that you're covered in all of these different countries and all of that, you're going to need a solid health insurance plan. And that's why you need to sit down with a professional and just make sure that you have everything in order. Is there such thing as an international health plan where if I'm in Romania, I can just call them up and they'll cover the tab? Well, I don't know exactly how much they, they will cover, but uh, definitely there's definitely health insurance out there that do cover more than others in other countries and, and, and everything like that, for sure. That's crazy. All right. Uh, yeah. another, another big expense uh, that gets mentioned a lot on this show, and rightly so, is something I absolutely despise. It's called taxes. Yeah, you got to be careful with those taxes. We talk about it all the time, and that's going to play a huge role in your retirement. 
I, I ask folks this all the time. Where do you think taxes are going to be going? You know, do you think they're going to be the same? You think they're going to be higher? Pretty much everybody says, hey, in the future, they're going to be higher. And we know the the current federal tax brackets are set to sunset at the end of 2025. So we know if nothing else changes, taxes will be going up in 2025. So you need to be preparing for it. And a lot of folks have just been simply dragging their feet on this. That They're not doing Roth conversions uh, you know, basically taking money from your tax deferred accounts and putting them in your tax free accounts, allowing them to grow tax free. So in the future, you can withdraw off of those accounts tax free. That's going to be huge in retirement. And it, it, look, if you can't get all of your money in those tax free accounts, that's understandable. But at least create that tax free bucket so you can better control your overall taxes in retirement. Maybe you want to take a little bit out of your Roth account because you're getting close to a certain tax bracket in retirement. Uh, maybe you want to create an index universal life uh, policy with cash value again, so you can withdraw tax free off of that. So taxes, 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 we all can pretty much agree they're going up. Our debt is completely out of control. Everybody's spending. It's not slowing down anytime soon. And at some point, who's going to have to pay for all of this? It's going to be you. Well, and it really is that big of a deal because I have the the personal family friend. I don't want to say his name because he's a weatherman for years and years. He re- retired a few years ago after reaching his goal of a million dollars in his IRA. And now that he's retired, he realizes he's only going to get about 700,000 of that, actually. And he is livid. Yep. You got a plan. You got a plan for that. You got a plan for taxes to go up. And and who's this? I mean, he could be paying more. I mean, he thinks 700,000. What if it's 600,000? What if it's 500,000? You know, you, you never know. So you got a plan for it. We don't know where taxes are going. You and I have no control over the future tax rates. That's the thing. If you can control things now, control what you can. And, you know, instead of just relying on whether it be politicians, whoever, who aren't going to be there to bail you out, you know, they're not going to be paying your bills when you're paying way too much in taxes because you waited and you thought you were going to be in a lower tax bracket when you retire. Most of the time, that's just not the case. Required minimum distributions could be a problem in the future. What happens if you don't need that money and you're forced to withdraw out of those pre-tax accounts, those traditional IRAs and those 401ks, and you got to start paying the taxes and now it pushes you up into a higher tax bracket? You know, these are all the things that you got to start thinking about. Well, talk about the two fixes that you kind of casually mentioned here so far in the show. Number one, getting that money into a Roth IRA as opposed to a traditional IRA. That's going to be a, a, a tax a sweet tax deal as long as they don't touch that and change the rules on you. And then the other one you mentioned more obscure, I think most people don't know about this is your ability to get tax free income from a universal life policy. Absolutely. And and again, the money that's in a Roth, if you have a million dollars in a Roth IRA, that's a million dollars of your money in a Roth IRA. If you have a million dollars in a traditional IRA, to your point earlier, it could be 700,000 that's yours, 300,000 that's the government. You know, so uh, we don't know what's going to happen. I know they're always talking about Roth rules and this, that, and the other thing. Who knows? Again, we can't control what we can't control. We we know what we can do now and let's let's just work with what we have now. Uh, the Roth is one of the most, if not the most powerful accounts in retirement with that tax-free growth. Same thing with index universal life policies, putting money into index universal life policy. If you happen to pass away, at least there's a nice death benefit that will go to your family or whoever you want that to go to completely tax-free 
Or maybe you want to take advantage of the cash value growth in there and take tax-free loans out, maybe from age 70 to age 95, you're getting tax-free income. Uh, you can always look at um, uh, HSA, health savings accounts. Those are going to be tax-free when you withdraw them for uh, qualified health uh, expenses in retirement. So putting monies into those. If you're somebody maybe who's 50 years old now and you plan to retire at 62, you have 12 years to stuff away and max out into a, an HSA account. And now you at least have a pot of tax-free money that you can tap into in retirement, which is going to help at the end of the day when it comes to taxes and everything else. For 13 years, we've been doing that, walking our clients through a thought-out process to help them come to the right decision for their financial plan, including what to do about taxes and inflation. So if you're retired or you're going to be retired in the next five years, I want you to pick up the phone and give us a call right now at 248-988-9696 and book your appointment. Or go right to our website at MuellerRetirementPlanning.com. Stop procrastinating. Pick up the phone. Call us, get your first appointment. It's complimentary. 248-988-9696. All right, coming up next, I'm going to ask Sean if there's such thing as underspending in retirement. That's next on Retire Right with Sean Mueller. Reserve a complimentary copy of Sean Mueller's book, Retire Right, Drown Out the Noise. Simply text the word book to 248-988-9696. That's book to 248-988-9696. The whole reason to get a plan so you can say, you know what? Hey, Sean, uh, now I'm starting to think uh, maybe 65 is better. Another reason why it's so important to have a plan, you're just constantly making adjustments to these plans as your life circumstances change. Welcome back to Retire Right with Sean Mueller and co-host James Parker. Hey there, welcome back. You're listening to Retire Right with Sean Mueller. I'm his co-host, James Parker, and today we're outlining the different risks to your retirement income. We talked about outliving your savings, but there's a problem here that can go to the other side of the spectrum. If you're so worried about outliving your savings, could that cause you to underspend in retirement? Is that a thing, Sean? Underspending in retirement being a problem? It is. It definitely is. I try to encourage retirees, you know, and we put their plans together. We know that they're going to be able to spend a certain amount of money and be absolutely safe. No matter if we hit that, uh, the worst market, you know, in the next 30 years, we make sure we have it solved for that. So I really try to push them to spend because you do, you get a, a lot of folks that are extremely conservative. They've done a fantastic job at savings throughout their working lives, but it's really hard for them to turn that switch and then start actually spending that money. Uh, so yeah, you got to push them a little bit. And you know, being too conservative, it, it can hurt you in multiple ways. It can hurt you because you're not living that retirement that you dreamt of because you're really just not spending enough money to, to do anything outside the home. And at the same time, it can hurt you if you're, if you're not uh, basically investing that money to get proper growth off of it. If you just have it in a basic savings account and every year you're pulling off and pulling off and it's dwindling down, well, uh, you know, why not get a little bit of growth? You could do that in, in a very safe, principal protected environment so you still don't have to worry about losing money in the stock market, but at least you're getting some growth to help offset all of the withdrawals that you're taking off of it. So underspending in retirement, it, you know, it just sounds goofy because when you're working, if you're spending less than you're bringing in, you're actually pulling off a feat that few of us can do. I mean, this is a level of discipline that I seek to achieve. But yeah, you're, you're pointing out some some 
interesting stuff. You know, if if you shut off your life, you don't have a social life because you know you don't want to spend a penny, and you have the pennies to spend. Now you're just hurting your your mental well being for no reason. Yeah, I mean, maybe you drop out of the country club, you know, to save money, and you're no longer getting your exercise in. You're not walking the course or or whatever it may be. Uh, or, you know, you you stop that gym membership. You no longer want to pay that, that $150 a month for your gym membership. So you're, you're done. You're so concerned about, you know, running out of money. But that's one of the reasons why we put that plan together so we could show you, hey, you're going to be fine. You can spend much more than what you're spending. You're going to be okay. But it really can hurt you not only uh, in your retirement as far as just having fun, but mentally it can really really destroy you overall because you're penny pinching, you're, you're kind of, you kind of start becoming a little bit miserable in retirement because you're afraid to leave the house to spend any money. Right. And you know, there are parts of being uh, hesitant to spend money that I can understand people that don't want to go to the doctor because they know it's going to cost them an arm and a leg and people have been to the doctor before and they just say, okay, no, you're going to be fine. Just walk it off. And you spend, if you feel like you spend money for nothing. And so, you know, if you're hesitating to get medical care because you don't want to spend the money, that can easily be a problem. Yeah. Or you're afraid to, you know, to, to look into the universal life policies or long-term care policies because you don't want to put money into them. But at the end of the day, you know, at some point you might need a long-term care policy. So what's going to happen is you're going to end up spending more if you need to go into a long-term care facility uh, because you don't have long-term care insurance. And it's going to defeat the whole purpose. You should have put in the, the premiums, you know, 15 or 20 years ago and you'd have been OK. So now it's coming to bite yourself in the in the butt at the end of the day. Or you didn't want to get that universal life policy uh, for whatever reason. You know, again, you didn't want to pay the premiums, but maybe you passed away prematurely. And it, it would have been really nice if your spouse got a tax free death benefit so they can, you know, really make sure that they don't run out of money. Well, you mentioned some of the the penny pinching there or people not willing to take any risk with their money in retirement. Uh, Should we be investing differently leading up to retirement when you cross that boundary? Yeah, I would say, you you know, every year you kind of got to take a look at what you're invested in and how much risk that you're taking. You know, a lot of folks have this mentality. It's like, okay, uh, I I still have five years of working and then it's three years of working and then it's, hey, I'm still going to work one more year so I can still take all of this risk in my portfolio. And it's like, no, you you really can't because if something happens, uh, you know, you're you're probably not going to be retiring or unfortunately, you're not going to be able to generate the income you you thought you were going to because your money's going to be a lot lower. So you should definitely every year, you know, just take a look and see, have your goals changed? I know a lot of folks, when you start putting these plans together, they say, okay, I'm set to retire at 65 years old, but things change. Maybe you want to work longer or maybe you want to retire at 62. So that means you got to start adjusting the risk at that point if you want to uh, potentially retire a little bit earlier. It doesn't mean that you have to, you, every single investment in your portfolio has to be ultraly conservative. You got to set up the proper buckets. Maybe in one IRA account, you, that's your more aggressive account. You can go out and look at those individual stocks and those high growth uh, exchange traded funds because you're not going to touch it for 10 or 15 years. But then you want to make sure you have a bucket in there that you know you're going to be touching in the next five years that's going to be much more balanced, a little bit more conservative. You can have your moderate buckets. So just setting up that proper plan of uh, which accounts you're going to be withdrawing off of when and how aggressive each account should be, that's really what's going to help offset a lot of that risk in your portfolio. 
We're talking with Sean Mueller from Mueller Retirement Planning, 248-988-9696, 248-988-9696, the website, MuellerRetirementPlanning.com. Okay, for those of us who get to retirement and we've saved enough money that we don't have to worry about it, as long as we don't take any big losses, we'll be fine. Is there such thing as being too conservative with your savings in a situation like that? Yeah, I mean, there is. You you should have your money in some form or fashion for the for the majority doing something, your money working for you. And that doesn't mean that every single dollar needs to be working for you. I get it. You want some safe money. You want, you know, some money in your savings account and everybody's going to be a little bit different, but you know, you can get too quickly and we know that money's really not meant for for much growth there, if any. But for the most part, if you have several hundred thousands of dollars and you don't plan on touching it, it's just sitting there for no reason, then yes, you should have your money work for you. Inflation alone is going to eat it. You know, what people really don't understand, um, you know, how important it is to just simply outpace inflation on its own. So every single year, you know, our, the dollar really is getting weaker and weaker overall. Yeah. So you want to at least try to grow it and you can do that safe. You can do that. You know, you can look at CDs, uh, uh, things like that, that are going to be FDIC insured. You can look at fixed or fixed index annuities. Again, those have state guarantees, principles protected. You can't lose due to market loss in those, uh, barring against index universal life policies. Again, index universal life policies, you're not going to lose due to uh, all the market volatility. So those are things that to look at that you can keep it safe still, get some form of growth off of it, and you're not risking it you know, in the market. If that's something that you know, you do, you're not comfortable with is risking it in the market. Well, what if you're not interested in investing in the markets at all in retirement? What what are your other options? You mentioned a few like CDs and stuff. Yes, CDs, your fixed fixed index annuities, your different life insurance policies where you can grow some cash value in there and take advantage of those tax-free loans. Those are ones that, uh, you know, they come with guarantees, which are really nice and comfortable. You know your money's safe in there. Uh, you don't have to worry about, you know, if the stock market crashes, you know, 30 or, or 50 percent, like in the financial crisis that we had. Uh, so those are things where you can say, look, I want to grow my money, but I do not want it in the stock market. And that's OK. There's 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 a lot of folks that that do that. And then you have folks on the other side and they say, look, the stock market has done well. Historically speaking, I'm comfortable with taking that the ups and down risks of the market. But you just got to be careful. A lot of folks, they haven't heard of the lost decade. So basically, if you invested in the S&P 500 in 2000 and you looked at your statement in 2010, you didn't make any money if you didn't do anything. Um, so just think if you're retired over that 10 year stretch and you're withdrawing because you need income to live in retirement and you're withdrawing off of those accounts and they're not making any money. I mean, that's going to make a huge impact on your overall retirement and your portfolio. So you got to be careful of that as well. Well, uh, let's talk a little bit more about some of these less safe options. I'm not saying we recommend these definitely. I'm saying the stuff we don't recommend, but you see other people attempting or trying. Yeah, I, I have a lot of folks that that do well with, with rental income. They own several properties. Uh, one client I just met with owns uh, a, a few uh, rental uh, units and looking to purchase some more. And that's okay. He understands it. He understands, you know, a good deal when he sees one as far as real estate goes. And for the most part, depending on where you buy real estate, you're going to get your appreciation there. There's other tax advantages when you buy real estate, depreciating it. So real estate does have quite a few tax advantages. 
Um, you, you can look at a uh, real estate investment trust. If you, if you personally don't want to just go buy personal real estate, um, you can look at real estate investment trust. Those come in all forms of shapes and sizes. Some of them are illiquid in the sense where you can't really get to your money or you can get to a portion when they say, so you got to be careful on those as well. Um, but they do have some that trade in the market, um, that are liquid. Uh, you could be maybe a silent investor in a startup company. Uh, maybe you have an Airbnb, things like that, that are, you know, they're, they're alternatives, you, you know, but they, they do come, uh, with risk. Yeah. Rental income, you having rentals that, that sounds like a job more than an investment. Yeah, it, it absolutely can be. And the, the per, actually the person that I was talking about, he, that's the way he's looking at it is it's going to be his part-time job. He, he, he enjoys doing it. Now, some folks that I know, they hire a management company that basically, and they're going to be different, but uh, they basically take 10% of their, their uh, monthly uh, rent income uh, for their form of payment. If you kind of want to be a more hands-off person when it comes to that, but yeah, if, if you want to, you know, rent or several of your properties out. And, and you don't want to hire anybody, yeah, it's going to be some form of a, of a part-time job. For 13 years, we've been doing that, walking our clients through a thought-out process called the Mueller Map, so they would come to the right decision for their financial plans, including what to do about those taxes and inflation. If you're retired or you're going to be retired in the next five years, I want you to pick up the phone and give us a call right now, 248-988-9696, or go to our website at MuellerRetirementPlanning.com and book your appointment today. I'm James Parker. We'll be right back with more Retire Right with Sean Mueller. Reserve a complimentary copy of Sean Mueller's book, Retire Right, Drown Out the Noise. Simply text the word book to 248-988-9696. That's book to 248-988-9696. Hi, this is Sean Mueller, founder and CEO of Mueller Retirement Planning, and I want to thank you for tuning in to today's program. I just want to let you know that you can now take Retire Right with you on the go. We are now listed on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Whether you're driving, running errands, or working around your home, you can listen to Retire Right wherever you get your podcasts. That's Retire Right with Sean Mueller. Thanks again. Now back to the show. Asking all of these different questions, I've sat with hundreds of different households over the years, and everybody's a little different. I need to make sure that we're tailoring these plans specifically for you and really making your retirement dreams come true. Welcome back to Retire Right with Sean Mueller and co-host James Parker. Hey there, welcome back. You're listening to Retire Right with Sean Mueller. I'm your co-host, James Parker, and we're going to talk about staying active here because this is one of the things that is a, is a dual importance in retirement. And we're talking about two kinds of active, mental and physical, mental and physical activity. If you do not address this, you will see a decline in one, the other, or both. So let's just go through some of the things that you see, Sean, that you know everyone throws out ideas like, hey, let's do Tybo or you know, all kinds of fads. Uh, but you see what actually sticks around and what helps because you've walked a lot of people through this process. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about ways to stay active in retirement. Yeah. And I think the the one that stands out where most people talk about anyway is volunteering. I have a, quite a few clients that, that, I mean, that's, they really love to volunteer and everybody's going to be different, whatever charities and that you want to help kids, animals, whatever. Um, but volunteering 
it's not only kind of like a physical thing where you're able to get out and actually do something, but obviously it helps you mentally. It, it helps you feel good. You're helping others. So that is going to be one of the bigger ones as far as uh, just staying active and, and being able to volunteer. Another one, you know, and a lot of folks don't really want to have to do this, but it's getting a part-time job. And I recently met with a client and they basically work part-time at a golf course. So he's able to, to work part-time and his golf is free, which he loves. So he enjoys it. And that's what I like to recommend to folks is, hey, find something that you like. I mean, do you like arts and crafts? Maybe you want to go to Joanne Fabrics and work there part-time and help folks, you know, uh, pick up some, some neat new art projects for their kids or themselves. So, you know, find some of these things that you're passionate about and you can do it part-time, just not even because you need the money. The money's nice, right? A little extra cash to do whatever you want, but to really stay active, be around people, and, and it helps you stay more positive. Well, I, I, you probably just have a better mindset going into it if you're doing it because you want to and not because you have to. Yeah, and knowing you can quit at any time and it's not going to change your life. I've never you know, had a job like that. Yeah, if somebody's giving you a hard time, you're like, look, man, I'm just here because, uh, you know, it makes me feel good. Uh, yeah, the extra cash allows me to go uh, maybe to the casino or whatever, you know, uh, and then you're just like, I, I don't need these problems. So uh, I'm going to resign today. Nice. All right. So we're talking about ways to stay active. So far, we've got volunteer Next on the list is taking a class. Yeah. Uh, and that could be in various forms. And that could be for like an active class. It could be a, a yoga class, Pilates class, or you can go to actually taking uh, some form of a college course. Uh, you know, maybe you've always wanted to, uh, to get into some form of politics or understand, you know, politics a little bit better. Get, you know, taking uh, some form of a political college class could be something that you would love or a history class, something like that. Um, those are great ways to, to keep your mind sharp. You're participating. And and sometimes, you know, you get no, like some form of just a extra college class. You're around younger folks. So that might help you stay a little bit more, uh, you know, young and hip and things like that. So it's just something to think about. Yeah, when you think about what is waiting for you at the closest community college from where you're standing right now, you don't tell me you'd be interested in some of those philosophy classes. I remember I had to take that because it was a cram down when I was in college. But I was I used to think, man, that must be kind of nice if you actually did pursue this and you got to learn what's in philosophy two, three, four, five, whatever uh, rabbit hole that goes down. And now you actually have the chance to do it, and it's not that expensive. Yeah, you go to the, some of these community colleges, it, and they're and they are they're pretty cheap. Maybe maybe you can even get a grant. Who knows? Uh, but I mean, and, and maybe you you could take golf classes at a community at college. They basically nowadays anything that you want at a community college, they have. Maybe it's just a cooking class. You can go to a community college and take a cooking class. That'd be a lot of fun. Golf classes sound amazing. Cooking classes sound amazing. Philosophy classes sound amazing. I love all that. Uh, I've been trying to get my dad now that he's retired i wanted him to start playing video games and not necessarily with me because i do play every once in a while but not like my kids and so i think that would just be like an amazing chance for them to bond plus it would keep him active and you know that he would keep up with some of the new technology and know some of the characters that my kids are talking about and he would be talking to people online i imagine as well and he would learn new lingo and i think that would be a great thing for him to pick up more video games in retirement 
Yeah, I think that would not only help his brain, but I mean, help kind of his uh, motor skills as well. You know, being able to send those signals down to his fingers and and all of that. I think that would definitely be a, a good idea. And and you could do, uh, I mean, puzzles. What's some of those uh, word puzzles that are, uh, or there's Sudoku and things like that. Just little things that just get you to just you to think. I know there's apps nowadays to where uh, you know every day you can go on there and do different puzzles and and you know whatever games they have on there to really help your cognitive uh, abilities. Yes, playing games is fun, but you know it also doesn't have to be a, a PlayStation Five. It could just be on the phone. Really, I would like to see uh, I'd like to see more activity, brain activity, be spent on video games. Well, I, you know, I say that I'm really just projecting hard right now because that's what I plan on doing whenever I get to retirement age. All these games that I got to play for a few minutes here and there because I've been a busy adult. I'm going to go back and beat them. I know that would be nice, wouldn't it? It'd be nice to have enough time to be able to play these games and uh, not feel guilty. Okay, so here's the hardest one. Here's the hardest one for staying active in retirement because nobody likes this word, exercise. Have you realized the the billions of dollars of industry that are spent around people avoiding exercise, whether it's diet pills or laparoscopic surgery or liposuction or any of these other cheating methods, the, the South Beach diet, the Dexa trim, the Fin Fin, and instead of just exercise, anything but exercise. The number one longevity thing you can do for longevity is exercise. So you could take all the pills, all the vitamins, anything you want. Exercise is the one that is proven to to help with uh, longevity in your life. And that's going to help you clear your mind. I know I hear, I hear it all the time, you know, folks that actually go in and, and they get a nice uh, workout in. Um, it kind of just lifts their spirits a little bit. Um, so it helps with anxiety. There's so many things that exercise will help you with. I don't know why everybody fights it. It's not that bad, guys. Come on. You just got to get out there and move a little bit. Well, let's let's break down what we're really asking here, because I, I, I like to put it from from two angles. Number one, when we say exercise, we're not saying you got to go through the American Ninja Warrior obstacle yeah. course. You don't have to go through Marine Corps boot camp. We're te- we're asking you to walk. And I, I, dude, I've had this conversation with both my parents uh, about 4,000 times now. Just walk. Just get outside and walk. Yeah. There's always an excuse. It's too hot. It's too cold. It's raining. It's All you got to do is walk. Just walk around the block. You can walk in your house. You can you can practice going up the stairs in your house. You know, that'll strengthen your legs. You can uh, practice. You know, this is funny, and a lot of folks don't think of this. You can practice getting in and out of chairs and just keep doing that over and over and over, and that will strengthen your legs and your back and your arms. So little, just doing little things will help. Try to get your heart rate up a little bit. Right. It will help. This is my other motivational attempt here is it's better than nothing because there's one way you can be as weak as possible. The, the weakest, least healthy, least active, least motivated person possible, and that is to do nothing. All I'm asking for you to do is more than that. Just don't do nothing. Just do something and you're better off than more than half the country. Yeah, absolutely. And I I have an interesting fact. So uh, grip strength, grip strength, how strong your hands are actually um, are one of the the largest contributors to longevity in your life. And people are always go, well, what does grip strength have to do with anything? Well, it's, it's about catching yourself when you get to that age where you could fall. 
being able to grab something and hang on to it could change your life. Because when you get to that age and you fall and you break a hip or whatever it may be, I mean, that's usually can be the beginning of the end. But if you had the, the strength in your hands to hold yourself up from doing that, it could change your life. So don't stop exercising. I mean, again, to your point, a little bit is better than nothing. That grip strength, that's actually a pretty fascinating point because, you know, even though the, the it, whether or not the grip strength itself saves you, it's still indicative of someone who has done some sort of labor, the laborious work or activity or whether it's swinging an axe or lifting weights or, you know, uh, just tending to your, your yard, just doing something. Yeah, I guess grip strength would be one of the first things that would show up because you have to grab something hard. You're doing something with tensile strength in your hands. Yeah, absolutely. So you got to stay active or else your your body's going, your mind's going. So doing something. Right. So. And, and here I come back. Here's the soft sell on that one, Sean, is you can still eat potato chips. You can still watch Netflix. You can still lounge on the couch. You can still sleep in until 11. Just throw in some exercise here and there. Yeah. That's all. Again, just stop procrastinating now's the time tomorrow the next that's not the time now's the time if you want to change things you want to make sure even if you just want to get a second opinion on where you're at you want somebody to say you know what you are good still give us a call 248-988-9696 i'm james parker this has been retire right with sean mueller Retire Right is the name of our radio show. It is used solely for marketing purposes and should not be seen as a promise or guarantee of investment results or preservation of principle. Investment advisory products and services made available through AE Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Insurance products are offered through the insurance business, Mueller Retirement Planning, Inc. Mueller Retirement Planning is also an investment advisory practice that offers products and services through AE Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor. AWM does not offer insurance products. The insurance products offered by Mueller Retirement Planning, Inc. are not subject to investment advisor requirements. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as a sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. Mueller Retirement Planning is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable. But accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Mueller Retirement Planning, Inc. This radio show is a paid placement.